I'm Paige Waterhouse. And I'm Nabil Reza. From the Cavalier Daily, this is On Record. Welcome to a new season. Thanks for joining us on season four. This is season four. Season four. Season four. Season four. Season four. New theme song. TBD. We really need one. Yeah. Um, our regular listeners, all of you out there, um, you wouldn't know, but they redid the studio. It's pretty cool, isn't it, Paige? It's pretty cozy. We've got a couch now and some nice, calm yellow lighting. Yeah, it's very, like, I don't know, primary colors are Thank, big. Yeah, thanks to MG and Nathan, who redesigned it. So welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. Paige, how are you doing? How do you like classes? I'm doing well. Classes are going well. I'm taking three two-and-a-half-hour-long courses. That is fun. It's really not, but the the subjects they're on are pretty interesting. They're only once a week, though, right? Yeah, only once a week. So my schedule feels light, but that's not bad, I guess. What's your your favorite class? Hmm. Right now I'm in an intro to filmmaking class, and that's been pretty fun. Nabil, how are your classes going? You know, phenomenally. Great. Um, What's your favorite class so far? It's a social seminar called Race and Racism in Science. It's wow. very it's very good. I really like Professor Natalie Aviles. Shout out. I, I don't know. We're back. We're back We're on grounds. How has it been coming back on in person after being online? It's been great. I love seeing faces again. I also forget how many people go here. Like I'm walking down McCormick and there's just a sea of people. And I'm like, who are all these people? Where'd they come from? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So after a year of mostly online courses and varying numbers of students in Charlottesville, the University of Virginia returned to more traditional operation this fall. Following up on previous announcements throughout the spring and summer, classes returned to a default in-person mode. For the first time in almost a year and a half, the university returned to classrooms and dorms near capacity. In order to foster a more typical semester, the university announced a vaccine mandate, following many other peer institutions. This mandate came with limited exemptions for health and religious reasons and was announced after an opinion was published by Virginia Attorney General Mark Herring that supported the legality of such mandates in public institutions. The mandate resulted in a close to 97% vaccination rate among students and the disenrollment of close to 240 students, a decision that made national news. Only around 50 of those students had taken steps that indicated their intention to return to classes this fall. Even with the vaccine mandate, a reality check came from increasing cases of the more transmissible Delta variant of SARS-CoV-2, which led to the decision of the university to mandate masks in indoor spaces. Originally presented as a two-week temporary measure, the mandate was extended until at least October 1st and then until November, with the reevaluation to occur periodically before then. Despite proactive measures like the mask and vaccine mandate, however, the university lagged behind other schools in more aggressive COVID mitigation measures. The university discontinued its previously relatively extensive asymptomatic saliva prevalence testing program this semester. Previously, the university required all students in Charlottesville to take a COVID test once a week. Now, only unvaccinated students are required to test, but testing is available for all students. Other schools, such as Duke University, which have similar vaccine and mask mandates, continued mandatory surveillance testing. As of Wednesday, the 29th of September, the university's COVID tracker reported 591 total cases of COVID-19, 323 of which were in students. It also recorded a weekly positivity rate lower than at many points during the previous two semesters. 
However, there is concern that the reported case rate is not the whole story. Some universities with more extensive testing programs are reporting much higher rate of the virus. Duke reported nearly 5% of its students with positive cases within the first few weeks of classes, compared to roughly 1.5% of students reported with a positive test at the university so far. Sporting events have also returned to full attendance, with packed football games marking weekends. More than 36,000 people attended UVA's opening game against William & Mary. Masks are not required in the stands in Scott Stadium, and although university officials have stated there have not been any outbreaks detected yet related to football games, some local residents and medical center employees expressed negative opinions. Some UVA health employees took to social media to express their disapproval of the university hosting such large events, particularly given high occupancy rates and COVID-19 hospitalizations. As of Wednesday, September 29th, UVA Health reported 69 COVID patients in-house. Masks are required in indoor areas in Scott Stadium, and university officials have expressed that they would like to see more masking at the stadium. Other community members and students have expressed excitement for the much-needed relief and joy the games brought. With mixed emotions, faculty, students, staff, and Charlottesville community members have endeavored to ramp up in-person activities. In this episode, you'll hear from some students with unique perspectives on this issue. My name is Zainab Jaffa. I'm a third year in the college. First, how did you feel about coming back to grounds with having everything in person and there being not that many restrictions? Um, I was anxious. It felt like COVID and all the preventative measures were like at like the... Like, it was the student's responsibility for how safe you wanted to be, and there was nothing put in place officially by the school, no plan to, like, get us through the semester safely. And so, yeah, I was definitely anxious about that. Not as scared because of, like, the risk of COVID, but more so, like, the lack of accountability on the part of the administration, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And then for you, what has been the biggest change switching from online to in-person? Like, I was thinking specifically academically, but could be socially or otherwise. Um, Personally, it's been, like, anxiety. Like, I forget what it feels like to be in a classroom full of people. And, like, just, like... Like, the first day of school, I was so anxious going into the classroom again because I just forgot how to interact in that sort of space. And then, like, being in the classroom, like, you forget how it feels to be, like, the only marginalized person in that space on top of, like, just, like, just raising your hand to ask a question. I think, yeah, just the social aspect has been really difficult. Academically, it hasn't been too bad, you know, until I got concussed. But before then, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. So as you said, you had a concussion, and which resulted in you not being in class for a week. How were your accommodations for that? So I got official letter of like, you know, she's concussed, like a doctor's note basically from student health um, after it happened. And so I emailed that to all of my professors and most of them got back to me within two days, but I basically couldn't do academic work, any schoolwork, couldn't even read for at least five days, so an entire week. And um, I sent them the letter and I was like, I won't be in class, I can't do work. And some were very like um, sympathetic and they understood and they're like, oh, we understand you can't come. But then there was like no Zoom link or anything. It was just a matter of you have to catch up when you do come back. 
and two of my other classes were recorded. So two out of the five were recorded, which was nice, but the other three were just not. And it was just a lot of scrambling to catch up afterwards, even though you're supposed to like take things slow coming back. That just was not going to happen at all. So it sounds like one thing that would have helped you would have been recorded lectures. Um, mm-hmm. Would that kind of accommodation have helped you? And what other accommodations that existed, especially during the past three semesters, um, would have helped you? Um, I think, yeah, the recorded lectures is definitely, like, the biggest one on my list. Just missing class in a pandemic is, like, it happens to so many people, so there should be accommodations, period. I don't understand why it's such a chore for some professors to, like, be asked to record their lectures right now. Um, other accommodations, that would have been great. I'm, like, trying to think of some that, that existed. I honestly don't think they should have gotten rid of the credit, no credit this semester because COVID is still prevalent. People are still missing classes at, you know, two weeks at a time. It just seems a little unfair to me. But yeah, outside of, I think the recorded lecture honestly is just the biggest thing I I needed. The ones that should remain permanent, here I go again, recorded lectures. Like, even if you're just going to make it password restricted, fine, so that it still incentivizes people to come. But if it is possible for you to have all that information while you're not physically able to go to class, there's no reason why you as a professor should be restricting that from people. It's just the most convenient thing to do. Um, do you think there's anything that this pandemic should teach us in academia about how to accommodate illness or other reasons for missing class. Yeah, I think UVA is definitely a school or, well, a lot of schools are like this. My high school is like this. You miss one day of anything, it feels like you're a whole week behind. And, like, COVID has just honestly made us realize that that was just completely unnecessary and didn't need to be that way. There are so many, like, resources and other ways to still learn and be involved in, like, extracurriculars or just get whatever you need to be done without having to physically be there and I think it's definitely something we should take advantage of not every meeting needs to be in person all the time not every single like class needs to be available to only Mm -hmm. those who are physically able to be there yeah and I had one more question which is have you thought about how your situation was different for someone with COVID or another illness because I think with COVID, I would have been way more stressed. As someone who had COVID, like I got it during winter break. So I had nothing to do, nowhere to go, no one to see. It was fine. It was still stressful. But had I got COVID here at UVA, like while we're here in person, I would have been so stressed because that is, first of all, not a fun illness. to. I got it before the vaccine, but still you are just so bedridden and just not yourself but it lasts longer than a concussion does. And as we know, UVA does not have as many resources put in place right now as they did in previous semesters for students with COVID. So I would just very much feel as though I was like on my own and like having to figure it all out by myself. Yeah. This is Grace, producer for On Record. We wanted to clarify one thing, which is that 
it is still possible to take classes credit no credit it's just not the default and people can't count it towards majors I'm Sophie Cox. I'm a fourth year in the College of Arts and Sciences. Yeah, so I was completely online. I didn't have any in-person classes all of last year when I was a third year. Um, and I was really excited about coming back just to be more like engaged in the school and actually get a chance to like talk to professors and talk to other students in my class. So I was really looking forward to it. Obviously, I knew it would be some adjustments with coming back with COVID, but um, I was really looking forward to getting back to in-person. Um, and then how did the first week back feel? It was really exciting. I felt like um, it felt like first year all over again, like actually being part of the school and like actually being able to engage with professors and other students. Um, it felt really great to be back at this school and like be back, actually back in person. I hadn't even like considered like being worried about getting COVID just because I assumed since everyone was vaccinated and masks, I wasn't really nervous about that. And I um, like, obviously I had experienced the academics like before COVID. So I wasn't too worried about like the academic side of it. I just knew it would be a little bit of an adjustment, but yeah. You did end up getting COVID. Do you want to talk about that a bit? Yeah. So I ended up getting COVID. I felt a little bit sick like the first week of class and then I got tested and did end up getting COVID so I was out for the whole second week of classes so obviously that was not the best situation um so most of my obviously I emailed every single one of my professors and they were all like compassionate about it but a few of them did not make any effort to make any zoom recordings or allow me to attend in person so I only actually attended one class via zoom when I was in isolation and the rest of them I just looked at the slides and like got notes from friends in the class so it was obviously only the second week of class so I didn't miss out on anything important but I can imagine people who are getting who are in isolation now it's a lot more difficult because you know, you're actually missing on a really important content and discussions in classes. So yeah, it was not the best experience, I would say. Yeah, so you feel like it wasn't um, necessarily what, what you had hoped or imagined that um, the, the protocols would be? Yeah, like professors, in my situation, there wasn't really any issues with like attendance or grading because it was before the ad drop deadline. But I obviously have seen how professors have not really put that much effort into like accounting for people who have COVID who have had to like miss class or like miss certain parts of assignments or whatever because of that. For the professors who, who said did help out, what, what did that look like for you? What kind of accommodations were made? So for one class, it was a very small class. So the professor did just end up having me zoom in onto her laptop and so i mean that was kind of the best possible outcome it was still a little bit difficult to like hear what was going on in class but that was like the best outcome for being able to still experience the class um and another professor just completely recorded the whole lecture so that was really helpful um but then i think the other three classes they just didn't record anything and just like had slides available which doesn't really give you the full class experience. 
were your professors in general, I, I know it was the first two weeks of classes, so it didn't, this may have not been an issue, but were they um, flexible with deadlines and things like that? Um, no, they didn't really change anything. Like, I mean, there wasn't really anything big. I think there was only like one or two assignments that week, but none of them really changed anything because I think they assumed that I had the materials to still be able to do the work. And then transitioning back into coming back to class after you were feeling better and out of isolation, um, did did you feel like you were playing catch up? Yeah, a little bit. It was definitely trying to figure out what I had missed and see if there's any way I could make up for not being in those lectures and discussions. So it was a little bit of playing catch up, but for the most part, it was just easy to just come back to in person. And uh, based on what you've heard from friends and, and other people, do you feel like your experience was kind of representative of how, how it is now? Or do you think it's after a few weeks of the semester, professors have adjusted more? It seems like definitely some professors have adjusted more. Like I've definitely received a few emails from professors like updating their attendance policies or whatever, just kind of adjusting to the times. So I think, yeah, I think my experience was a little bit different just because it was like so early on and probably people who are entering isolation now are having a little bit of a different time. Sure. And um, so after that experience, how do you how do you feel about the rest of the semester? Well, it's kind of a relief because now I don't have to worry about getting COVID um, again this semester. So, and it seems like cases are going down. So honestly, like optimistic for the rest of the semester, it seems like people are kind of handling it and figuring out how to work through it, so. This episode of On Record was written by Nabil Raza. Our producer is Grace Fluharty. Our hosts are me, Paige Waterhouse, and Nabil Raza. Our editor is Nabil Raza. This season, we're excited to welcome back some old friends and introduce some new people to the pot, so stay tuned for more episodes. All, all of you guys out there on the on, in the On Record verse, um, yeah, if you know how to play an instrument, I, unlike me, yeah, we, come we'll, play an instrument for us. We'll take submissions at podcast at cavalierdaily.com. This isn't even a joke. We really yeah, need we, a soundtrack. Yeah, we, we genuinely will. <laughs>